Trump attempts statesmanlike departure from the White House on the 19th of January on the eve of Trump leaving. At last, thank goodness, this is the Scottish news bubble. Donald Trump has tonight released a video in which he lists his achievements and attempts to leave in a dignified way despite the fact he's not going to attend the inauguration of Joe Biden tomorrow. This attempt really failed as reported by CNN who report he refused to name Joe Biden, refused to talk about Mike Pence and called the coronavirus the biggest health disaster of his premiership, the China virus. Good riddance. Many commentators are worried about what's going to happen tomorrow in Washington with renewed talk of Trump extremists attempting to disrupt the event. However, with 20,000 troops, this now seems unlikely. In other news, the Scottish Labour leadership race is becoming more of a balanced event with Monica Lennon, the outsider, receiving the backing of the Unite Union in a major boost to our campaign. The Unite Union announced they were giving her their support and encouraging their members, of which there are many, to support her due to her persistent campaigning on issues they support mainly to do with poverty. Meanwhile, Anna Sarwar, her rival, has confirmed he has the support of 16 MSPs in the Scottish Parliament, the majority of Labour MSPs, and a wide range of councillors from across Scotland. This could backfire as he could be seen as the establishment candidate by Scottish Labour supporters and the the Scottish establishment in the Labour Party has really not done anything worthwhile in the last 10 years. They've overseen a massive decline on the in the amount of MSPs, MPs and the percentage of their vote. So the leadership contest looks very evenly balanced. Bernard Ponsonby, the doyen of Scottish political reporters, who also always makes, makes fine analysis tonight in his regular reflective spot on STV called Ponsonby's perspective said what many have been saying but in a very eloquent way 
that Scottish Labour are likely to see any revival in their fortunes unless they can penetrate the constitutional question which continues to dominate Scottish politics. This is something they refused, they have been unable to do for the last 10 years and the only person out of the two candidates who has given a hint of a change of tactic is Monica Lennon who has said she will probably abstain in a vote in the Scottish Parliament as to whether to give consent to having a second independence referendum if the SNP gain their much expected majority after the elections which could be held in May but look more likely to be delayed due to the coronavirus emergency this is one of the main reasons I forgot to mention the other night that the Labour leadership contest is now taking place due to the delay in the Scottish Parliament elections and the increased time for Scottish Labour to reinvent themselves which they really badly need to do if they want to regain second place never mind being anywhere near the first place in Scottish politics Tonight the coronavirus continues to dominate the news agenda in Scotland with Nicola Sturgeon confirming the lockdown is going to continue until the middle of February at least News at 10 had a very interesting report about the fact that they first reported coronavirus a year ago tomorrow and the secrecy it was being held in China who were refusing to acknowledge what a serious threat to world health it was going to become no one could have seen how much has changed in the last year but ITV have shown a documentary tonight that has the first sense of perspective as to what could have been done differently and their main point was that if mass testing of communities not just people who have got the virus took place and track and trace as was done in other countries then the virus could have spread a lot less but the government massively underpredicted the amount of silent transmission that was going on due to up to 75% of people in communities being asymptomatic this is the major issue which will dominate the coronavirus agenda over the next few months the false dawn of the vaccine will soon appear to backfire on the government as there are now many cases of people 
passing on the virus to other people after receiving the vaccine. So the change in lifestyle the vaccine hopes to bring people cannot happen until vaccination of a mass amount of the population, not just older and vulnerable groups, take place because even people that have the virus can still vaccine, sorry, still can transmit the virus and be carriers of it to other people in the community. I mean, the likelihood is that because of people having the vaccine being complacent as to their actions, more and more young people will now receive the vaccine, leading to a stabilisation, but not a very big reduction in hospital admissions. This was reported in the Times newspaper today in a very poignant and appropriate article about what is probably going to happen in the next stage of the coronavirus crisis. In other news, Uganda continued uncertainty over the election result. The election has been claimed by the leader of 35 years, however this is disputed by the challenger who is now under house arrest and with the internet being turned off a lot of Uganda the response to the election is seen to many to be heavy handed by the government administration who although they may have won the election have not been doing it in a fair and transparent way Finally, miners have been requesting porridge in, a, in scenes reminiscent of what happened in Chile. Miners trapped in a mine have been asking for porridge to keep their spirits up the traditional Scottish breakfast
The miners were cut off after a collapse at gold mine in the mountains of the eastern province of Shandong on January 10th. Hundreds of rescuers are trying to extricate them in a situation that echoes the ultimately successful efforts in 2010 to bring 33 men trapped in a pit in Chile to the surface after 69 days underground. The rescue plan involves dragging an escape tunnel while also attempting to clear the mine's ventilation shaft of a vast amount of debris. The rescue effort has been described as a race against time with the mayors reporting their small refuges filling with water. They have received 55 bottles of nutritious fluids as well as the porridge and yogurt. They wanted to eat pickled vegetables, sausages and porridge, said Song Ching, who led the medical rescue team, according to the state news agency. Good luck. Bye for now.